benefits from those things were just amazing. And we were in two or three different places and a commission came down and every time it did, in those houses in Mississippi and Louisiana, it just jarred them so. <laughs> and the ladies that had put up for canned goods and things like that, they were falling off the shelves. Oh, wow. And when they fell off, you know, some of them broke and they were running around with every kind of dish that they had in the house, gathering everything up and bringing it out to the troops. <laughs> <laughs> and you saw some things that you, you just don't see anymore. The, the, the way the homes were furnished and you could tell it was all handmade, beds, bedsteads, things of that kind, yeah. dressers. Uh, it was a whole different world, especially in the South. New England was probably different. I don't know about that so much because I didn't get into New England until late uh, before they shipped me to San Francisco. I went into Maryland at Baltimore and it was even different in, in, in Maryland than it was in Virginia, North Carolina, South, all the way down to Georgia and Florida and then east is uh, into Texas. Uh, and I didn't see much of it until I took a train and ended up in San Francisco when I got the orders that I was to be shipped. I'd been cadreed out of the 2nd Armored Division and I know that I've told you this story again so I won't bring it, I won't repeat it so many times but it's just, it's sweet on my tongue and my memory when I do think of it. I had such a great time. I hated to be cadreed out I just didn't know what to make of that, but I had the advantage of the training that was written by Dr. by uh, uh, General Patton, and it made me uh, an all-around soldier. I, I knew machine gunnery, I knew artillery. We had to learn all of that stuff, and small-caliber weapons, 30-caliber machine guns, air-cooled, water-cooled, 50 calibers. I could put those things together in my sleep <laughs> and uh, I, I got special recognition for it. There was no question about that and when they, and we were preparing for war and when I got noticed that I was carried out, I said, well, where to? And they said, Fort George G. Meade in Maryland. And when I got there, National Guard Division out of New York and that was an absolute ball. <laughs> while I was there. Those guys were from the Bronx and Brooklyn. I never laughed so much in my life as I did at those guys. Just just teaching hearing the way them. they talk is funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> teaching them uh, the tactics of artillery and how to use it, what a half-track would do, what a tank would do, and what a destroyer was supposed to do. Formations, things of that kind of stuff. I went all through that. And it, every, every situation created another opportunity to listen to those guys talk about what they were doing, you know. Mm -hmm. I, as I say, it, it, was just, it was just a real fun situation for me until I got my orders to go to San Francisco and then I didn't know what to expect. And I, they didn't know, they said, your order just sent you to San Francisco and I got on board that cattle boat that had been reconverted and got out under the Golden Gate Bridge and the thing broke down 
We're there three days, and that, under that Golden Gate Bridge, and that surf coming in there, that boat was just one continuous rock and roll. Hey. And I'd never seen so many sick soldiers in my life. <laughs> they, uh, I mean, they were just hanging overboard, and uh, uh, those of us who didn't get sick, we had to get all the stuff stored for them. We were taking them down in the hole, anywhere you found a bunk, you loaded the guys' things up, and then when they were able to get down, yeah. look until you find your barracks bags. It's somewhere down there, yeah. and that's the where it went. And then 32 days of that zigzagging yeah. across the ocean, which was a, an experience in itself. But even to even to enjoy, I remember standing on the bow. We had 5,000 troops on board that ship. Yeah. 5,000 troops, no convoy, one weapon. As aside from machine guns had been set up along there. But we were trying to stay out of the submarine lanes because we didn't have any convoy and we had to zigzag. And at night, we'd go up on the deck and you could go up with it without, you know, of course, you know, if there had been a submarine out there and you could put up a, uh, uh, even if they had just come up at surface level they'd have been able to see the outlines of the ships. And I always marveled, I'd be standing at the bow of the ship or on one of the sides near it at night and look down where the prow of the boat is just cutting right through the ocean. And it just tossed that salt water up almost deck high. And when it came up, it was just brilliant, white, hmm. light up the surface. You could see the fish that were following along with us. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and the dolphin, if you happen to run into a school of them, they were just diving all over the place around it. <laughs> and uh, I, I thought to myself many times, you know, if they can just get up even just so, it, it just uh, just high enough that they clear the surface to get their gun mounts that a submarine would have on it, we'd be a perfect target for them because with that white foam at night, yeah. they could see us. Just simply just by just eyeballing us. They didn't have to have any special equipment. But we got there, 32 days of going through that. But I enjoyed it, uh, looking at the sea and at night and at daytime and a few storms that we hit, and all of that. Uh, and, I, and I thoroughly enjoyed the crossing. 32 days, coming back, five days. Oh, wow. Left from Manila. What a change. <laughs> Five days later, I was in San Francisco. 32 days going over. But the worst storm that I got in was, was the mission that I mentioned to you a time or two. I was given a, I thought it was 35, 40 men. I don't remember exactly now how I were. We took off and went to that island Mondoro. After we accomplished our mission to get it, everything off, we got into an air attack. The worst air raid I got into was just in that short mission, four days as I remember. Three days coming and going, another day loading and unloading. And coming back, we got into a typhoon in the China Sea. <laughs> and man, you took, and we were still on an LST, which is a landing ship, and that's a big flat bottom thing with a huge door flopping down in front. 
And I remember walking from the stern up toward the prow of that ship, and that thing would come up and slam against the ocean. <laughs> and when it did, that steel deck just rippled. Oh, God. And I thought to myself, that thing's going to break in half, you know. <laughs> wow. Well, but we made it back. That's amazing. Uh, and uh, the guys on that over going over and coming back, uh, all of them were farm boys just about. Iowa, Michigan, we came through, went through Colorado, Kansas, yeah. discharging them all along the way, and we'd stop and get off, and all the way to Fort Bragg, where I got out. And seeing the people that came out to greet them, just farmers in bib overalls, and in the West, Levi's, boots. Mm. It, it, it was just an amazing experience, just coming home and crossing the, the country. <laughs> and you just didn't get the, until you do it, you just did have no idea of the enormity of this country. Well, you know, yeah. 3,000 miles from one shore to another if you take it straight across. Yeah. Even more than that in certain places. Oh yeah. And the people in between, coming from every other, all the way from the Canadian border down to where the trains were coming down. Mm. Michigan, Illinois, Wisconsin, guys that were up north in New England, uh, and then all the people that were getting off in Colorado and Kansas and uh, wherever. It's a great country, fellas, let me tell you. It's a great country. And it just breaks my heart to see the direction that we've gone. It's... Maybe, maybe the tide will turn one 